Good morning, everybody. Welcome to New Heart Foursquare Church. How are y'all doing today? Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody out there in YouTube and Facebook land. I hope you're all doing well. Hey, let's worship because we really need to worship the Lord today. What do you say? What do you say? Let's do it. Here we go. Open up the heavens. Waited for the day, gathered in your name, calling out to you. Your glory like a fire, awakened desire, burn our sweat through. That's right. Mixing a little Christmas for you today.
What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap? She's singing. The angels greet with anthems sweet, while shepherds watch our keeping. This, this is Christ the King. Shepherds, God and angels sing. Hey, says to bring him love, the babe, the son of Mary. Just think about him right now as his King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him blood, the babe, the son of Mary. So bring him incense gold and myrrh come peasant king to own him the king of kings salvation brings while loving hearts enthrone him this this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him blood, the babe, the son of man. Oh, yes, it is. It's Christmas season, everybody. We're going to start to introduce some Christmas songs to you in the worship, and, and uh, I, I love Christmas music, and, and it, it just tells the story of our God, you know? It tells the story of his birth, it tells the story of, of what he did for us, and, um, and this next one is, is, is a song about his goodness, you know, it's, it, 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 it says, your goodness is running after, running after me. Your goodness is running He's running after me. You know, he's, he's always running after us. My life, I, I'll lay down, I'll surrender, and I'll give you everything. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Imagine that. He's always seeking us. And in this worship, let's seek him. Go to the Lord right now. And feel his presence. 
Feel him come into your heart as you can just feel him here with us right now. I love you, Lord. Your mercy never fails me with all my days. I've been in your hand in the moment that I wake up till I lay my hand. I will sing your goodness of God. Isn't that right? One more time. Really hear these words. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me in all my days. I've been in your hand from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. I'm gonna sing the goodness of God. Is running after me. Isn't that right? Your goodness is running after, running after me. If you're sitting down, stand up now. All my life I lay down, I surrender everything. Your goodness is running after, running after me. I love your voice and lead me to the fire in the darkest hour. You're closer than no other. Isn't that true? No, as a father, I've known you as a friend. And I have lived the goodness of a God. You're good. good to see all church today. It's so wonderful that we're still able to meet. Uh, just an FYI, uh, New Heart can still hold services even with all the new orders from the county. Uh, we, it, they don't apply to us, thankfully, uh, mostly because of the recent Supreme Court decision. Uh, so we're able to continue to meet outside. So we can be thankful for that, especially 
during this special season that we call Advent. Uh, we have entered into the Advent season, so we're recognizing, uh, you know, the birth of our son, uh, the, uh, you know, God's son, Jesus. So we are so excited about that. Uh, but yeah, we're going to continue to meet, even with this new stay-at-home order that's supposed to lock down Southern California, we can still meet as a church. And of course, if you can also, so we're going to meet on the lawn, but you can also meet, uh, we can also, you can also tune in online uh, on Facebook or YouTube as well. Uh, then uh, I also want to tell you the Christmas program, December 20th. We're really excited about it. We're really excited to celebrate with you here on the lawn. Uh, we're going to have some uh, biblical characters come uh, so that we can uh, pr you know, portray the uh, nativity story. Ron's got some really great Christmas music that he's going to be playing um, uh, on that day. And we actually have some gifts for the the elementary students and the children and the young and the youth and the young adults. Uh, so definitely you're going to want to come for that. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, then uh, giving, if you want to give your tithes and offerings, you can give online at newheart, the number 4YOU.com. I think uh, Bill's going to put up the uh, website online for people at home. You can also uh, put a check or, or cash into that box over there, or you can mail a check to 380. East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California, 91722. Now, okay, today the, ele uh, the elementary have a uh, lesson at 1230 on Facebook. It's on faith. And I believe my mom is going to be teaching it today, so that's very exciting. And we're going to have a special guest, Super Faith Man. He visited us last week uh, at the main service, but he's going to be on Facebook with my mom today. And then also there will be a puppet show as well. Uh, and then the youth, uh, Sully and Karen are going to be teaching uh, the key to confidence. Uh, so you're going to want to tune in to that uh, on YouTube at 12:30. And then we actually have a very special guest guest day. I don't know if uh, we have a, a picture of Super Faith Man too. Uh, if you can put that up on the broadcast for everyone at home. Uh, so tune in today for the elementary Super Faith Man. But we also have another special guest. Uh, for the children's sermon today, normally Margaret does it, but we have someone else. It's Florence Nightingale. So she's going to come up and she's going to give us our children's sermon for the day. Good morning, children. I'm so happy that your teachers have invited me, Florence Nightingale, to come watch your children's church lesson today. Many people have called me a real-life superhero. But when in reality, I was only following God's wonderful plan for my life. I understand that today we will be meeting Super Faith Man, who will encourage us in our faith in a powerful God who works in us. And Super Faith Man has a cape much like mine. Oh, children, when I received the invitation to come to New Heart Foursquare Church here in Covina, California, I remembered what a wonderful time we had together when you came to visit me and you flew to see me on an aeroplane all the way from the United States of America. Oh, bing, bing. 
buckle on your seatbelt. Remain seated. Oh, do you remember? You were flying over the water, and we were looking out the window. So much ocean. Oh, so I had to come meet Super Faith Man today. I'm so glad to be here. Children, I too have learned to have faith that God will direct my path because God has called me to serve him by showing his love to other people. At 17 years of age, I, young Florence Nightingale, spent time with God in my secret place. I knew that God was my partner, and I knew that I could look to Jesus to guide me along the path that God had planned for me. By stepping forward to follow God's plan, I became the first great nurse in the world. I knew why God had sent me to work at the hospital when I saw how dirty and smelly they were. Oh, I jumped right in and began to clean. Children, they didn't know about germs. Oh, it was awful. Do you know, I also became known as the lady with the lamp. This is because I would walk from bed to bed to visit my patients in the dark. I took time to love them, to listen, and to care for my patients and the soldiers who had been wounded in the war. Well, children, I humbly Thank God for all he has done through me. I feel as Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ, when she said, My soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Oh, children, do not worry about your future. Remember our memory verse, Proverbs 3, 6. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Oh, I look forward to meeting Super Faith Man and receiving encouragement from his wisdom. Oh, and I'm excited to meet Commander Marianne and Commander Lily also. Goodbye, children. Well, there she was, Florence Nightingale. What a wonderful woman she was. Amen. Praise the Lord. Do we have any Florence Nightingales out there doing the work of the Lord? Praise the Lord. Amen. We got one over there. Good enough. Well, this is a, a sad but happy moment uh, this Sunday because we have to say goodbye to Pastor Charlie and Jeannie. Not forever goodbye, but just we're sending them on their way to Arizona for a, a, a place that God has prepared for them. So he's excited. 
and then also he's been doing a lot of work trying to get a whole house moved. But we want to pray over him that he would depart with uh, our graces and that he would be blessed in his going. Amen. Okay. Hallelujah. If you guys just stand right there, we, if you would stretch your hands out towards him and Jeannie. And let's pray. You know, there's a, a saying that is better to be sent than went, you know. And Pastor Charlie, let us know. Why don't you move up into the sun a little bit so they can see you. There you go. And uh, it's better to be sent than just went. And so he informed me of what the Lord was doing in his life. And so we're just going to pray over, the, over them. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for Pastor Charlie and Jeannie, their work towards New Heart and towards you, how they have blessed us with their faithfulness and for their talents and for their heart to reach and touch the people of New Heart. We thank you that as they go, Father God, we're sending them out in faith and in the spirit so that you'll find the place that they need to go in ministry, that they'll be fruitful, and that, Lord, everything will be done decently and in an order to your glory and we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it in Jesus' name. And all agreed said, amen. And clap your hands and thank the Lord. Oh, Marianne wants to say something? Hi. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say to you that we love you guys so much. And we just appreciate, Charlie and Jeannie, all the things that you've done for New Heart Foursquare Church. Just so everybody knows, he's been here the last month or two helping us fix up the upstairs. Jeannie has always been there for us anytime we need anything. So it's going to be hard to replace you. I know that God will do that. He'll bring the right person. But I also pray in the name of Jesus, I just want to pray because I know that Charlie wants to be used of God and he wants God to show him where to go, you know, what to do, who, you know, how to minister. He is a pastor to the Foursquare Church, and we're just believing in all of you when you think about him that the Lord will direct him in what he's going to do. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray that Charlie um, and Jeannie, that you will show them, Lord, exactly what you want them to do, your will, Father. He's looking forward to an exciting ministry when he goes to Arizona, Lord, and we are going to miss them, and I just pray so many blessings over them, Lord. We love them so much. And I just thank you, Lord, that we will be able to see them in the future. In Jesus' name, amen. We will stay friends when we come through Arizona. When you guys come back here to visit, we will touch base. We love you guys so much. I wish I could hug you, but of course I can't. So <laughs> we love you. I'm going to do a song here that kind of sets the table for the pastor to come up and into his message. This is a, one of my favorite worship songs. Here I am to worship. Step down into darkness, open my eyes, let me see beauty that made this heart adore. 
So here I am to worship. If you ever experienced him, you know that he's a loving God, a caring God, a God that is uh, more than enough for everything that we need, and he is so patient and kind and long-suffering, just like us, right? Can I get an amen? All right, praise God. We're working on that. Some of us are working on that. Amen? <laughs> praise God. Well, it's good to see everyone out here in the, uh, the fellowship of the saints in the street. In the, on the lawn, and we're happy that we can meet together to experience the presence of the Lord. Amen. Let's lift our hands up and just say, thank you, Lord, for your goodness upon us today. Thank you, Lord, that we can gather together, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, to worship you, to love you, to give you praise for all the wonderful things that you have done, are doing, and will do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Well, we are entering, entering a very sacred and special time of the year where we remember the coming of, the Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ way back over 2,000 years ago when he came as a baby. He didn't come uh, with uh, a bunch of angels on a white horse. He came through a stable, through a mother, and, and th as a human being. It, it's amazing because if it was me and I was coming, I'd be coming with a little bit of flare and flash. Can I get an amen? I'd be coming and say, okay, the Savior is here. Hallelujah. I'm here to separate the sheeps and the goats. You sheep, you over here. You goats, you get over here. Now, sheep, you come with me, and goats, you know where you're going. No. I, I, I've learned that's not the way the Lord, you know, works us. Amen? <laughs> so we have to know that, that God is a loving God. And he came to you, and he talked with us. He walked with us. He experienced life the same as we did. He, he, uh, he experienced... Uh, uh, hunger, being tired, being weary. Uh, the Bible says he was touched with the feelings of our infirmities or our weaknesses. He knew exactly how we felt, and he was able to come and help us through this life. Do you call upon the, on the Lord in your daily life? Lord, I need help with this. Lord, I, the one thing I always ask him, Lord, where is my keys? Where is my cell phone? Where is this paper? Where is that? And the Lord happens to always know where it is, and it seems like it just shows up. Glory to God. Amen. So we're going to talk. The title of today's message is who do you think or who is Jesus to you? Amen. Is he a friend? Is he a um, is he a teacher? Is he a counselor or is he Lord and Savior of your life? You know, I, I had that revelation the other day. He's Lord of my life. You know, I, I, I need to submit to him. Now, not in a domineering way, but there's a way where he, he wants us to follow him in freedom and in love and in care. And so he uh, encompasses us to, to be with him. Now, the, the, uh, the question was the same question that he asked his disciples. He said, who do men say that I am? He wanted to know, wh what do you guys think of me? And some said, well, I, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're one of the prophets. Some say you're Elijah. But Jesus said, but who do you say I am? And that's the question we have to ask today. Who is Jesus to you? Is he someone special? Is it someone that you give your time in your life? I heard this one minister. I couldn't believe it. He said he was believing God for something, so he didn't watch TV for three years. Three years because he knew that he had to have the faith of the Son of God, that he had to, in, in, uh, what do you call it, infiltrate his heart with the word of God. And so he had one of his friends stay over because they were having, they had a need. And so they were, they had their TV was broke, so he wouldn't, he didn't even fix it. But the guy that was spending time with him and that needed help, he went down and he fixed the TV and he had it playing. And the minister came home and saw his friend watching TV. He says, wait a minute, I'm, you're the one that's needing help. And why are you watching TV? And so he just looked at the TV and said, oh, shut up. And the TV went out. <laughs> You know, TV can be used for good, but if you're watching soap operas and all that other stuff, you know, three hours for a football game, you're losing your time with the Lord. You're not making him special in your life. Praise the Lord. So who is Jesus to you? You know, I have some friends that I play basketball with, and they just think Jesus is a prophet or a teacher, but surely not the Son of God, surely not uh, God himself. And so, but when they get hurt, they come to me and they say, will you pray for us? 
that we, you know, my back or their back would be healed or their knees would be healed. They get an injury and I pray for them. Now, if they're on the opposing team, I don't pray as hard <laughs> as if they're on our team. But God doesn't delineate. He heals them both and they get healed. And then I ask him, I go, well, can your God do that? And they said, uh, no, we don't even pray to God, our God, to do that. But we have a God that we can call upon for our daily activities. Amen? So um, we're going to talk about, as an introduction, you know, how many Gospels are there? Four Gospels, right? No prize for that, but, you know, that's a good answer. Uh, four Gospels. And you might wonder, why do they have to have four Gospels to tell about Jesus? Well, because they're telling it from a different angle, a different uh, audience that they're uh, speaking to, and a different side of Jesus, just like myself, okay? If they wrote about me, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a pastor, I'm a guy that just plays basketball, I'm all these things, so they get a different perspective. And so in the four Gospels, Matthew was describing Jesus as the king of the Jews. In Mark, Jesus was demonstrating that he was the servant of the Lord. In Luke, he was being depicted as the savior of all mankind. And in John, he was depicted as the eternal God became man. So they're looking at these four um, sides of Jesus. And let's go over these real quick, and then we're going to get into something and we'll find out who you think Jesus is. But the way that Matthew started out, he started out in saying this, this is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. He was trying to show the lineage of Jesus, that he was from a Jewish lineage, because you have to be somebody to uh, be something in the Jewish uh, nation. You know, you can't be a priest unless you're born through the tribe of Levi. And so they were showing that he was uh, of royal descent, from the descended from David, and he was of Jewish um, uh, lineage. So uh, that's why you see in Matthew, it says, so-and-so begat, so-and-so begat, so-and-so begat. And you know, in that begats, they leave some people out. You know, some people don't make it into that little uh, lineage. Because some of the people were not that great. There was three ungodly kings. There were some unrighteous brothers and just some people that they just didn't want to put in there. Have you ever taken a picture at Christmas time and you have the whole family, maybe some visitors came in, and you take the picture and then you look at it a year or two later and you go like, wait a minute, how, how did that person get in there? Well, we, had, we had a terrible time with that person. Can we just scratch him and take him out? Can we Photoshop him? And that's kind of what Matthew was doing. He said, we're not even going to talk about these guys. Praise God. So I know we had, a, we had an uncle in our family, Uncle Anthony, and my mom would never talk about Uncle Anthony. I'd ask her, Mom, what about Uncle Anthony? She said, oh, we don't talk about him. And I guess he was involved, you know, like a, in bad way, kind of like a semi-mafia type guy. And he did some bad things. And so we don't talk about Anthony in this house, okay? Okay, Mom. So Matthew gave the lineage of Jesus. And, you know, there's Rahab the harlots in that category. So just because you did some bad things doesn't mean you can't turn your life around. Now, Mark, interesting, when they read the book of Mark, there's no angel, there's no shepherd, there's no star, no wise man, no baby Jesus. Th when Jesus comes on the scene of Mark, he's doing stuff right off the bat. He's, 
preaching and teaching and healing. And so God is uh, showing him, Mark is showing us that he was coming as a servant. He went from town to town doing all these great and mighty miracles. And now it, the f interesting thing is, is that he was showing the human side of Jesus. In his humanity, he got thirsty. However, he created all the water in the oceans and the seas. He's called the water of life. Praise God. And if, he says, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me. But yet in his human side, he got thirsty, although he created all the water that's here on this earth. Uh, on the human side, he got hungry. Remember when he went by the, the well? He sat down and he said, I'm hungry. And so he was hungry, but he also could divide uh, or he, yeah, multiply the loaves and fishes and, get fi and feed 5,000. But yet he himself on the human side got hungry. He didn't have a place to lay his head, the Bible says, but yet he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, his, his divine side. His human side is he wept at the tomb of Lazarus, but his divine side, he raised him up and he's called the resurrection and the life. What does that mean to you? That means he can identify with what you're going through on the human side, but on, on the divine side, he can come and help you out. He can do great and mighty things on your behalf. This is great news, isn't it? We have a God in heaven, but we have Jesus who said, I know what you're going through. I can be there. I can help you. You know, when I play basketball, I count on the Lord to help me. I say, Lord, help me do the best that I can do. Show me how I can beat these guys. You say, oh, yeah, that's, are, you, are you misusing the Lord? No, the Lord's playing with me. You know, he's not playing with them because they didn't invite him in. And so... Uh, I had this one guy, we were dividing up teams one time. He was 17 years old, and he had his friend there, and they were dividing up teams. He said, but watch out for, for this guy. He's a pastor, and he uses Jesus when he plays. So you never know when he's going to hit a shot, so be careful. Now, Luke, he, he spoke to non-Jewish people. He spoke to people that didn't know the Jewish customs, so he was explaining it all. And he was a doctor, so he gave a lot of details. And so he traces Jesus' lineages all the way back to Adam. Now, Matthew traced it back all the way to Abraham, but now John. You ready for this? You know where John traces Jesus back to? All the way back to in the beginning, before the earth was even formed. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen? He was showing that this Jesus is eternal. He's a holy God come from heaven out of the bosom of the Father. Praise God. Amen. Now check this out what he says. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. So whatever you're going through, Jesus, he's already there. He already knows how it's, you know, what needs to happen. And I like it in Hebrews. The Bible says that the word became flesh, and when you need something to be repaired, you use the word that created everything. In other words, if you have some carpet and it has a hole in it, what do you do? You get another piece of carpet and you fill it up, and that's how you make it smooth, right? So if you have a problem and you got a hole in your life, you go to Jesus who made everything. Can you fix this, Lord? Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, that my father's that way. He was a mechanic, and he could fix anything, and I had the great ability to be able to break everything. And so we made a good pair because I would break it, and he would fix it. Kind of like Pastor Charlie for the last couple Thursdays, three or four Thursdays. Can you fix this? Can you fix that? Can you fix that? Nothing was too difficult for him. 
And nothing is too difficult for the Lord to fix whatever's going wrong in your life. No matter how long it's been going wrong, invite him in and he will do great and mighty things in your behalf. Amen? So we're going to look at a couple of uh, thoughts on who is Jesus to you. Is he your savior? Is he the one that came along and saved you from eternity away from him? The Bible says grace and mercy and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. He turned our broken lives in and back to the Lord, and he redeemed us, gave us a new life. We were dead in trespasses and sins. Did you know that? To get to heaven, you know, a lot of people think, hey, I'm not so bad. You know, I don't kill. I don't steal. I don't do those kinds of things. But you know what? To get to heaven, you you need to get an A, A plus. Nobody gets an A plus. Maybe a B, B minus, but Jesus was the only one that got an A plus. And so the testimony of our salvation is we needed to have someone say, we didn't need a teacher. We didn't need a counselor. We didn't need someone to pat us on the back. We need someone to save us from our sins. And I can remember, oh yes, I can remember <laughs> when I had this great idea I had just sold a house and I had $30,000. And I, somebody you know, came to me and said, we can do a publicity stunt. I'm a roller skater and I've done this before. We can roller skate from the tip of Northern California to the Southern tip, figure it all out. You be the promoter. We'll get a TV uh, uh, you know, promotion. We'll be on radio. We'll get uh, somebody to promote us and you'll be famous. Isn't that what the Lord always says? I mean, the devil always tells us, you can be famous if you do this. And so we set out to do this, but there was some drugs and alcohol, you know, mixed in there. Kind of, you know, made our, our understanding or our wisdom a little shaded. So anyway, we're on this great trip, and we are on TV, we're on radio. My fr- I quit my job. My friend said, yeah, I heard you on the radio today. Man, you guys look good. I saw you on TV. Wow. They came to our house and they showed us how we were practicing and getting, getting ready to go. And we went to Hollywood. We met all these great people. Uh, I, I was telling Sully that we met the Fonz. You guys remember the Fonz? Willie uh, Henry Winkler? You know, hey. <laughs> and so I spent a, a night in a, uh, in a recording studio with him and we had some heart-to-heart conversations, you know, me and the Fonz. And so I felt like, you know, he was a friend to me for that night anyway. So every time we were watch TV and the Fonz would come on, I would tell my wife, there's, there's my friend. She said, okay. And this went on for a little bit. Finally, she said, he's not your friend. Fri- friends call each other. Does he call you? No, he doesn't call me. Okay, well, you know, let's bring it back home here. <laughs> but our life in Hollywood was crazy. I mean, I saw all the, you know, the, the dreams that people have and the things that they want to do, and then you put the drugs in there, and then you just uh, hallucinate almost with what you want to do. And then when your life comes crashing down, you need a savior. And that's what happened to me. My life came crashing down. We spent all of our money. We missed our cues as far as getting on some of the TV shows and we lost I lost everything and so I said to the Lord Lord if you can do anything with my life if you can make anything out of it please take it now and he was there waiting for me and he flooded my heart with his presence and I said I belong to you and you belong to me 
And I've never looked back. It's been over 30 years. He's never failed me. He's always been there for me. And so I needed a savior to, to, to touch me and make my life whole. Amen? Amen. So also, we need a redeemer. Amen? We need redemption. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. You know what redemption is? Redemption means, you know, like when you turn something in, you want, it, you get a, you want to get a new one. You need to get something you know, back that's better because something's broken. And, and so he redeemed us. And so the Bible says he redeems us. He bought us back. When you go to a store and you have a broken item, you want them to buy it back or give you a new one. So he's able to change our lives, redeem it, and make it new. We had some people that were here doing our electrical. Uh, some of the wires uh, burned out. And so I was talking to the guys about heaven, talking about God, and they seemed like, you know, they knew where, you know, what was up. So I asked the million-dollar question, Cecilia. I asked them, if you guys died today, would you go to heaven? And they looked at each other. They go to a church. They look at each other, and they go, we don't know. What's, what's the right answer? I go, I got the right answer for you. The Bible says if you accept Jesus in your heart and confess him out of your mouth, you will be saved. And they said, really? And I go, yeah. I go, when you guys, got, guys, guys get done, come on into the sanctuary. I'll show you in the Bible where it says it. And so we, they came in. I showed them. We prayed. The Lord touched them. And just like he touched me when I was done with um, my roller skating thing, same spirit. Touch them. Redeem them. And they were able to say, wow, this is an experience that we've never felt before. And so they accepted the Lord. They felt his presence. So I said to them, now, if you died today, would you go to heaven? They said, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we experienced it. We had the down payment of what the Lord has given to us as the spirit that we're going to have in heaven. Praise God. Amen. We have redemption. Hallelujah. Then we have he, Jesus is the giver of life. Is he the giver of your life? The Bible says in Colossians 3, 4, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then, you, then we will also appear with him. You know, there's, there's a, a veil, there's a, a distance in ge ge um, geography between heaven and earth, but he's really in our heart. He, our life, our eternal life begins when we accept Jesus in our heart. Then he comes into our heart and he changes our life. He changes the way we think of things. My life... In him, the Bible says in Acts 17, 28, for in him we live and move and have our being. We are not our own anymore. We belong to, he's living in, on the inside of us and he's written all of our works in a book. Amen, Pastor Charlie? What you're doing right now, he's already knew about it. He already wrote it down. And so as you go, you're just following the chapters and the verses and the story that he already created for you. Amen? So you're not alone in this world. And people ask me, well, what are you doing, Pastor Chuck? I go, I'm just trying to follow the book. I'm just trying to let the Lord lead me. I was praying to the Lord. I go, is this it, Lord? I mean, come on. I need, we need more experience with you. We need more people coming. We need to make an impact on this neighborhood. And the Lord was assuring me, this, you're not done. I, there's more to do yet. And so I was talking to uh, Lily, 
And she said, the Lord came upon her and she prophesied to me, this is not the end. This is, not, this is just the beginning, what God has for you. You're going to utilize your gifts. You're going to utilize the healing that you want to extend to people and the spirit that you want to impress people to have to follow the Lord. This is not it. This is not the end. It's just the beginning. I've heard that when this COVID ends, there will be a revival because people are going to be so glad <laughs> that they escaped it and they're able to come back and be with the Lord that they're going to flood the churches. Amen? I'm excited about that. The next thing, so what do we have? We have his, he's your Savior. He's your Redeemer. He is the giver of your life. My life is hid in Christ with God. Then he is the power of God. Amen. It's delegated power. God said, or Jesus said, I have given you power over the enemy, over the scorpions and, and uh, what is it, snakes and scorpions. I've given you power over all the enemy. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It says, raise the dead. Do all these things. And so when people call me and say, Pastor, can you come and pray for me or come to the hospital? I'm thinking, I can't go in my own strength. I can't go just me because if I pray without his help, it's just a, just a guy praying. But we have the power of God that's delegated to us. When a policeman stops you, you know, they have a badge and that badge shows that they have authority. When you go in the name of Jesus and by the blood of Jesus, you have the authority of all of heaven backing you up to do the great things that you need to do. Amen? I remember the first time I had to cast out a devil. I mean, this was scary time. I hadn't been saved that long. And the guy said, do you have deliverance services? I go, what do you mean deliverance? He goes, well, I got a friend. He's, he he kind of manifests himself as, a, as a, a wolf. I go, a wolf? He goes, yeah. He he. he he, he hunches back over like this, his, his lips curl back, his teeth show, and he jumps on people. I go, praise the Lord. Well, come back Wednesday. <laughs> so let me do a little research on that. Casting out wolves. No. <laughs> Talked to some people. They said, well, one thing, you've got to be anointed. You know, you have to pray. You have to fast. You have to have the power of the Lord on your side. You have to know that don't let him manifest. Whatever you do, don't let him manifest. Catch him before he turns into this wolf thing. So I got some, some deacons to help me out. And, and Pastor Charlie, they weren't the best prayers, but they were the biggest deacons that I could find. Because I'm figuring, like, if this guy jumps on me, I need some real help. And so, and then I, I was going to film it, you know, to show people, well, this is how you cast out a demon. And I thought, oh, wait a minute now. If it, if it fails and he jumps on me and I'm rolling around on the ground, they'd say, oh, Pastor Chuck, <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> this is how not to cast out a demon. <laughs> so uh, the big day came, Wednesday came, and they were, we went in the back room. And so they had said, you know, have the list of all these things, you know, uh, have you had your problem with your father? Have you been anywhere that, you know, you might have picked up a demon? They had a list of about 100 things. I started reading off 10 of them, and I said, you know what? Forget it. Forget this thing. I said, in the name of Jesus, in the power of the Lord, I command you, devil, to come out of him in Jesus' name. And lo and behold, he came out. All of a sudden, because he was starting to manifest, and I said, oh, man, I better get to work here. I said, come out. And, and all of a sudden, he just kind of relaxed, and he had peace. And he hugged me 
when, you know, in the days when you could hug, and he thanked me because he got rid of that demon that was on the inside of him. I came to find out later on, he got married, he has kids, he's living a happy family life because what? We exercise the power of God for someone that needs Jesus to come in. So who is Jesus to you? Is he the power? Do you use his power? Does he go through you and with the power of God to others? Amen. And you, you don't have to cast out a devil. You, you can just cast. <laughs> I'm looking at my son and I'm remembering when, way back when he was young and um, <laughs> we, had, we used to have prayer meetings like early in the morning, like six to seven. And I would come home and Charles and Marianne would be there on the kitchen table having breakfast and they're having a good time. And I come in and somehow, some way, my wife and I got in a little, you know, argument about something. And I looked at my son. He's only like six or seven. I said, you see, Charles, you see how the devil gets in on this? He said, Dad, uh, the devil's in you. We were fine before you came. And now you came and uh, I don't know what. So you can cast the devil out of your family members, amen? <laughs> cast him out of yourself, praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. Anyway, check yourself, you know. Je examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. See if you're doing the things that God has called you to do. And the final thing is the, Jesus is the hope of eternal life. Jesus said, what I go to prepare a place for you, a mansion in the sky. Isn't that good news? And there where I am, you will be also, and I'll receive you to myself. To me, this is music to my ears. The Bible says if we had hope in this world only, we'd be all men, what? Most miserable. This is not the end. This is just a trial period that we go through to see who's going to love Jesus and who's not going to love Jesus. And so as we give ourselves and our lives to him, he gives us a hope of eternal life, to be with him in heaven. And I do a lot of research on heaven and what it's all about. And I get excited the more I read about it, the more I hear about it. I go, this is more wonderful than I could even imagine. And that song, what I can only imagine what it would be like when we see Jesus and this love that he has for us and the anointing and the joy. If you can imagine the greatest feelings you've ever felt on this earth and magnify it times 10 and let it be constant for the rest of your life for eternity, wow, that's something to shoot for, isn't it? He gives us the hope of eternal life. When this life is over, what's going to happen? We're going to fly away. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen. So let's pray that the Lord would allow him to reveal himself to us, who he is. He's our everything. He's, every, he's our savior. He's our redeemer. He is uh, the one that we call upon for the power of God to take care of situations in our life. He's our hope for eternal life, and he is the giver of life. So, Father, I just thank you that as we hear this message, we'll be encouraged to dig down deep and find who God is for us in our lives, that he would make himself real and known to us so that we can experience all of his glory right here on earth. Jesus said that he has given us the glory that he had from the Father and has given it unto us. So, Father, we receive that glory right now. Just lift your hearts and your hands up to him. Receive the glory that comes from him. And we thank you for it, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, you can have a, 
a Holy Ghost party right in your own house. You don't even have to come out to the church. It's good to come out to the church as we gather together. But during the week, you can still, you know, study with the tapes that we have, the videos, listen to the scriptures, let it penetrate your heart, and let God be real to you. Now, if you haven't accepted Jesus and you say, you know, I need to have that experience, you can pray. As we said, Romans 10, 9 and 10, believe that Jesus is Lord of your life. Invite him into your heart. Speak it out of your mouth and you will be saved. Amen. If you have not done that, there's a phone number on the screen. You can accept Jesus. It's very simple. Just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Forgive me of all of my sins. And I thank you for eternal salvation that you've provided for us in the name of Jesus. If you haven't been living right for the Lord and you say, I need to dedicate, rededicate myself and give my heart to you. If that's you, just raise your hand if you're here. If you're at home, just acknowledge the Lord and say, Lord, come in. Be Lord of my life. Take control over the things that I've been withholding and holding back from you. Shine your light upon me. Let your spirit guide me and direct me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have, or if you need prayer for any other situation, you can call that number or go to our website and click on the, 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 the button that says um, contact. Put your request in there. We'll contact you. We'll see you through. We'll guide you through. And we'll see God work through every situation. There's no situation that you could get yourself into that God can't get you out of. Isn't that good news? <laughs> you might have said, ah, oh, God painted myself into a corner. No. God is greater than whatever you can do. Amen. So bless you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being a part. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. What a great message we had today. Let's close it up with a real nice song for you. Have a great Sunday, everybody. Great is your faithfulness, O oh God. You wrestle with the sinner's restless heart. You lead us past to waters into mercy. Nothing can pass apart. Oh
back next week.